What happens when you combine a lover of folklore, a devotee of science, and a veteran in business? You get me. My name is Susan Hart. I have worked in the accounting industry for over 30 years. I've performed in countless musicals. I play the guitar. I lather myself in essential oils. I write poetry and song lyrics. I light candles, incense sticks and sage. My love of hormones and women's wealth and health are at the top of my agenda. I love all things astronomy. I dabble in astrology and on a clear, still night, I lift my head and acknowledge the moon. All topics are welcome and open for discussion. Welcome to the Moon and You. Welcome back to the podcast. The world is entering into the Aquarian Age, and if there is any doubt of that, just lift your head and breathe in the revolutionary ideas being born. But you know, what do I know? That's why I have Kerry. <laughs> Hello, Kerry. You know more than you think you do. Thank Sue. you, sweetheart. Well, you know that I have an Aquarius rising, and I have been really interested in understanding that part of myself because, as you know, I'm a vegan, mm. and there's absolutely no way that I would ever go back to eating meat. And as I understand my my birth chart, and as you explain things to me. I get it. I get where my tenacity comes from in that regard because I can never, ever be persuaded to no. go back. So I love it. And I'm so <laughs> excited to hear more about this wonderful energy. So as always, um, listener, Kerry is going to be sharing about Aquarius and the moon and the full moon. And then I will be coming in and talking about how the Aquarius energy might affect your menstrual cycle depending on which stage you are in the month okay Kerry take it away thank you Sue well I also have some really important um, information in regards to Pluto and the moon and that'll come a little bit later and people can keep an eye on that with themselves so starting with the moon the moon correlates to our inner world of emotions and it's the clearest guide to our emotional character. It is the filter or lens to which we view our experiences and how we see ourselves inwardly, not how others see us. In other words, it's our self-image. To know how others see us, we look to the sign on the seventh house because that reveals how we relate to others. Projection also plays a great role in our interacting with others. This is where we project onto another, giving us feedback. Now, this can also be welcomed or challenging, as this is, or, or other people are reflecting back to us. Our natal moon placement reveals so much about ourselves in how we deal with our emotions and sensitivities in relation to our self-image or our ego. Intuition also plays a crucial role in our inner security, getting our attention to be on alert or scanning our environment to gauge how safe we are feeling. The moon relates to our mother or most nurturing parent or guardian. It reveals how we were nurtured or if we were not nurtured as youngsters, symbolising our early childhood environment. If we suffered traumatic experiences as children, displaced emotions are created, bringing them into adulthood. 
The moon rules cancer and initiating water sign and the fourth house. Here we find emotional self-reliance and our ability to adapt to change. Look at the fourth house on your birth chart to see what sign is there. The sign here will indicate how you adapt to change. If you have a cardinal sign of Aries, Cancer, Libra or Capricorn, you will initiate change. For the fixed signs of Taurus, Leo, Scorpio or Aquarius, change can be a challenge and will not come easily. And the mutable signs of Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius or Pisces, this will make adapting to change easier. Knowing our moon sign gives us insights into our vulnerabilities. It reveals how we find support within ourselves, how we manage our emotions. It represents our inner child that is always learning, developing, needing protection and guidance. As adults, we often ignore our inner child that craves kindness and love from us. Hence, we call on our internal mother for nurturing and understanding in our times of distress and emotional upheaval. Suffering is felt in our bodies, therefore the emotional and physical body are one of the same. If you are dealing with stressful thoughts causing you suffering, and I always mention this incredible woman, look to the work of Byron Katie. Katie has a process to deal with stressful thinking and end suffering, and it's free, and she gives it all away for free. In our relationships, knowing another's moon sign is the path to better and harmonious relationships and interactions. In essence, knowing your natal moon placement is the key to developing your own inner security. And as you know, Sue, I always stress on this every podcast. I cannot stress it enough. Inner security only comes from within. And our inner emotional security is not in another. It's not in money or a job or anything in our external world. When we put our inner security into things outside of us and they are taken away or they leave in some way, we go into a crisis and our world falls apart. I cannot stress how important it is, again, to have inner security first. So as you can see, it's important to know as much as you can about your natal moon placement. The full moon phase is a phase of culmination, completion and release. The full moon is when the sun and the moon are in opposition. The full moon phase is where we see completions and meaning. Here we engage with others with our ideas, concepts, projects, as we look for meaning in this completion phase. To include meaning, we require feedback, allowing our individual ideas and concepts to reach others. This can be challenging as we, can, as we have to consider another point of view. <laughs> Something's really interesting when you're not aware of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On one hand, the full moon acts as a blockage or obstacle where the individual learns to listen to another to find the balancing point without tending to push their views onto another. This way, the individual learns to listen from another's point of view, observing from the point a view of objectivity. This is where we can hear and listen to key messages that will assist us incorporating our own original concept or intention. In this phase, we can bring our original concept to fruition, beginning with the world of the social other. Releasing is also part of the full moon phase where we can let go of what doesn't serve us anymore. Something is now in the completion of its cycle in some way and we can release and let go, such as a creative project ready to launch into the world. So check to see where this is happening in your chart. 
In the sign of Aquarius, it is medically associated with overall brain function, the hippocampus, which is part of the brain that is memory and recall, the calves, ankles, shins, and Achilles heel. It's associated with the future, technology, the internet, astronomy, sciences, politics, film, community, humanity, the animals, the planet, and groups of like mind. Aquarius is a fixed air sign ruled by Uranus. Aquarius is very creative, and as we incorporate Leo, it's polar opposite. And it's creative on a collective and individual scale for evolution. Following Capricorn, it provide, which provides the structure to building a future, constantly elevating, surpassing previous standards for the betterment of the community and in your own life. An evolving community striving for more equality requires a vision, raising the standards of respecting another's rights, demonstrating civil behaviour towards another and having more emotional and spiritual awareness. For a truly better society, we must include the rights of animals, other minority cultures that are held to a high standard. To be a visionary, one must rise above to view from a high point to see the whole picture. Here, clarity is easier to see what needs to be done. This requires detachment and separation from the mob. Those born under the sign of Aquarius or have activated Aquarian energy, such as yourself, are seen to be different and feel they are different from everyone else. Brilliant and wild ideas come from left field that can seem easy in theory. However, they need to come back to Earth to delve into the details. Aquarius reflects the highest creative potential, bringing a dream into reality, and everyone is capable of this. Aquarius, ruled by Uranus, loves to break free, to rebel, to feel totally liberated and push themselves to take risks. This is good news as it catapults us into life and gets us out of our comfort zone. So don't be afraid to burst out of limiting ways as Aquarius will give you the permission to be totally different and inventive. You can't talk about Aquarius without having... You can't talk about Aquarius without talking about its polar opposite, Leo. Leo shows us our own creative self-actualization to find our own personal sense of meaning. Leo shows us our creative potential to impact on our life development in leaving a legacy. And with Aquarius, we can impact on others. Leo gives us the ability to shine, in turn helping others shine where we all shine. So the full moon in Aquarius is happening on the 24th of July, or it could be the 23rd, depending where you are in the world, at one degree and 26 minutes. So look to see where this is happening in your chart and the area of life it relates to. The energies of this full moon in Aquarius and the sun in Leo at one degree triggers a new cycle. And what I mean by that is it brings, it illuminates this awareness and consciousness to your potential and your future. By seeing where this falls in your chart, you will see what area of life this illumination will occur. You may find yourself rebelling to the norms, wanting to do things differently and having the freedom to go your own way. Around the 20th of December of 2020, a seed was planted with the conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter in Aquarius. In this full moon in Aquarius, feelings, the moon, will stir with 
in you, bringing ideas, concepts, and thoughts of your future that you want to do in your life. So it's an expansion of those seed thoughts back in December. To expand on that, where do you feel more energized and what part of your life are you wanting to change? Back in late December, you may have had only subtle inklings that felt distant at the time that were just being formed that are now coming back to revisit you again. The full moon in Aquarius is time to break free of things that are holding you back from habits and limiting beliefs. The sun in Leo, and this is its natural home, is very strong here, opposing the moon. The sun is about our strong sense of self, self-actualization, and in this opposition is very challenging, and one may have a feeling of disempowerment and rebelliousness, which is the moon in Aquarius. The moon conjuncts Saturn, which is retrograding, and they both are in Aquarius, giving a feeling of maturity, sticking to a plan or structure, and to be responsible. Pluto is also retrograding in Capricorn, meaning it's travelling back, revisiting issues with governments, big business, and corruption, continually exposing unethical and immoral activities. Pluto is also opposing Mercury in Cancer with issues regarding communications and even the contrariness which could lead to disagreements and arguments. You better watch watch that in your fourth week. These sensitive communications may be triggered by control issues both individually and collectively. So there is a lot of oppositions and this is a very challenging time as it has been since... I think it's always a challenging time, to be honest. Uranus in Taurus is squaring Saturn, which is also retrograding in Aquarius. These are both co-rulers of of Aquarius. We could see shocks to communities and money issues, rigid restrictions creating more protests and rebellion and more seismic activities. I can certainly feel the tension. I mean, just the tension, you know... um, just you, you may hear something on the news and, and you think, oh, okay, now I can't do this or I, I, I have to, in Australia, we have a QR code system where you have to register where you're going in, mm. you know, as you travel around the community. So we can't live in constant stress and fear all the time. So look at reality and what is it telling you? Look in your own world and using the full moon in Aquarius, give yourself space and freedom to tap into your creativity and see what brilliant ideas and concepts you can come up with that make you feel good. Spend more time in nature and make meditation a daily practice. So it's time to connect with our soul. And to me, our soul is our highest self. It's always kind to us. It reveals our highest potential and we can access our soul through meditation. So keep dropping into your heart, explore and find your own truth. Let go of what doesn't work for you. Laugh more, be in nature more, be more creative and most importantly, show yourself love and kindness. And our change is always supporting our evolution on a collective and individual level. Thanks, Seal. Thanks, Carrie. I know, it's oh, a biggie. It's beautiful. I was just sitting listening to the the rhythmic nature of your voice and all this knowledge that's pouring out. And the question you had asked before about do I feel, um, oh, yeah, you feel tense. And before, yeah, prior, you? prior to the yeah. podcast you'd mentioned, do I feel tense? Well, mm. when I'm around people, 
who have that energy, mm. I I pick up on it and I and I become tense. And so it's important to be mindful of when you're around certain people who are um, emitting that energy that we just go within, close our eyes and be loving and kind to them, but don't take on their energy. No. I think that's the most important thing that I've learned through my yoga practice and my meditation practice is to just be aware of the energies that are around, you know, because I just love Aquarian energy. I am a, oh, it's, I am a revolutionary person. You are. I, I would take the opportunity to do anything that's um, sticking it to the man, yeah. as they say. <laughs> You're on with you. As they say. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned about the brain, how the Aquarius rules mm-hmm. the brain and the brain. that sort yeah. of stuff. Well, the first thing I'd like to share with you, listener, is if you – are a woman who bleeds on the full moon, then that would be called week one. And so this is what I have for you today. The body is always working towards homeostasis. Now, when I say body, I think you can actually say the brain because the brain in itself is where all the most of all the mm. things happen in re- regards to like the conductor with an orchestra. The mm. brain does that. Mm. So, so homeostasis refers to the capacity of the body to maintain the stability of diverse internal variables, such as temperature, acidity, water level, and it's in the face of constant environmental disturbances. Now, there's a reference where I took this um, excerpt from. So if you go to the blog and click onto that reference link, you'll be able to read so much about what really the body mm. does. So have you ever considered that having difficult periods each month might be a result of the choices you make leading up to the release of your period? So this is Aquarian energy. It's bold and I'm going to be pushy. So allow me to be mother for a moment. When we overeat and drink, our bodies will work hard to bring our organs, our tissues, our joints blood pressure and hormone levels back to its normal levels, back to homeostasis. When we overexert ourselves, when we run on hard cement, spend hours at the gym, sweat and saunas, our bodies will work hard to bring everything back to homeostasis. When we sit in front of the screen for hours on end, binge watching and scrolling Our emotions are heightened and our eyeballs dry out. Again, our bodies are working really hard to bring back to ourselves homeostasis. So that sounds pretty rough, doesn't it? It sounds really like, listen, and another thing. And and I'm going to tell you another thing. But so during this week, it's only it's a week, listener. It's a one week. So during this week, as you settle into your menses flow, Meditate on the full moon energy of revolution. Make a list of all the ways you can improve your lifestyle so your body does not need to work so hard. Mm. So I'm asking you to, there's a dualistic characteristic to all human beings. We have the devil and the angel. We have the, the, and the, we have this dualistic personality type. And even sometimes people don't even know that we have it. So what I'm saying to you is be strong for your body, be strong for yourself. And before you shovel a whole heap of 
chips with gravy in your face like I often do. Think about, well, what is it going to do for me afterwards? And if you go, I don't, give, I don't care what it does, there is the moment of opportunity mm. for you to have a revolutionary idea and say, well, you're not going to have that many. You're going to have half of those chips and the rest you're going to give away. And having a conversation with yourself is really quite fascinating. Well, the moon is your, is, it's the ego. Right, so that so the as as you're talking, I'm thinking how I am when I make that decision, and I'll tell you right now, Sue. Most times, I cave, I cave, and I think, and I feel guilty. I feel so guilty and horrid, and until I really make that stand. But that ego voice, go on, have one yeah. chip, yeah. just one. Go on, yeah. it won't hurt you. You won't make any difference. You go into the pool. You're going to swim for half an hour, mm. you know. Mm. And 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 I just just yesterday I went into town, and I was I was coming back from town, and all the way from town, which is about um, oh, 25, 30 minutes from where I live, all I did was think about what I could have to eat <laughs> all the way home, yeah. and I thought, no, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. Um, See, but you caught you know. yourself. And, you, and when you catch yourself and you go, I'm just thinking yeah. about food, that's what I'm thinking yeah. about. And I'm not saying it's wrong not to have food and stuff, but, I mean, it's just about being mindful. And yeah. and this is a, I love I love Aquarian energy. I love it. The other thing I was going to mm. mention, if I can too, mm. is that as you were saying about, you know, your body finding homeostasis and operating at its premium level, if you continue to abuse your body and that's what you're doing you're abusing the innocent really your body just goes along with whatever Mm. you decide Mm. what aquarius energy can do because it's ruled by uranus it is also linked with trauma and this can be sudden so you don't want to have a um well and i'm sorry it's the only thing i can think of like a a, a gastric attack or you know it can just come on real sudden if you're Mm. not putting the right things into your body yeah but i thought that was really good that you you mentioned that because what you eat i mean equates Mm. to how you feel oh yeah doesn't it definitely oh yeah and the older you get the worse it gets so i know Mm. (laughs) okay so week two so week two is about where women your period has finished and you're moving into the phase where your estrogen is rising leading up to day 14, which is where you ovulate. Okay, so if, if that's you, then this uh, message is for you. During this week, our estrogen levels are rising and peaking at day 14. Ovulation occurs and as estrogen falls away, progesterone rises and stays dominant throughout the following weeks until your period arrives. Estrogen is responsible for so many working parts in a woman's body. One area it affects is our collagen production. Collagen is basically the building block of our muscular skeletal system, Mm. bones, muscles, ligaments, tendons, and skin. We know about the skin part, don't we, darling? Well, isn't (laughs) (laughs) what it can do. Well, mind you, listener, like if you're at an age of maybe 30, 35, the best thing you can do is exfoliate yourself. I mean, exfoliate your face and your decolletage. It's the best thing because we don't have the ability anymore to mm. get the dead skin away. So anyway, back to collagen. My men don't look older than, you know, no, they that's true. face every day. Yes, correct. Mm. So less collagen synthesizes means less elasticity of tendons and skin, constriction of blood vessels, decreased healing, increased risk of developing a soft tissue injury and joint pain. Again, joint pain, menopause, it's... 
or, or part of it. But here's the thing. If your estrogen levels, and if you're not in a menopausal state or premenopausal, but if you are, you know, a woman between the ages of like 18 and 35, if your estrogen levels are low or imbalanced, especially during this particular week where it should be at optimal levels, you may experience pain in your joints, particularly in your ankles, calves, shins, and the Achilles because mm-hmm. of the Aquarian full moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might be Very good. agitating. Thank you. I'm impressed. Thank you. I started, I started this. I'm just having a little bit of a moment here because um, it's very rewarding when, when I research and mm. things coincide. Let me just go back. If your estrogen levels are low or imbalanced, you may experience pain in your joints, particularly in your ankles, calves, shins and Achilles. Remember the medical ruler of these areas is Aquarius. If you become aware of any changes in your joints and you are not, as I mentioned before, at a perimenopause or postmenopausal, please check in with your health professional because you never know. You just never know what's going on. And and I just think it's really important just to be aware. And is that the second week you just second week? Because yes. Aquarius, this these flashes of brilliance come in. Aquarius, you know, is electric, mm, and yes. it's the brain, the whole brain functions happening there. Mm. And you will get these, like I mean, I mean, I'm humble in my own presence sometimes because. <laughs> I think that is a that is a stroke of genius. Yeah, that but, is. but but then when you get that, it's like, nah, you know, you get it, <laughs> and it's nah. Like, go and watch something. So I think that this this is a great time if you get that spark, mm. um, especially in week two, because oh, yes. you know you have all this beautiful estrogen. Even if you just write it down or um, speak it into a recorder or something. Because the world needs new ideas. I mean, for goodness sake, I mean, we've just, we just can't keep going on the way we're going. We need new ideas, my love. So anyway, use that. Okay, so week three. So week three really should go on for two weeks. We break it down into week, week three and week four because most women still don't know how to eliminate PMS. And so we always add in a week four. But ideally, what you want to do is to have week three, starting at day 15, all the way through to day 28, uh, with this beautiful, gorgeous progesterone. This week starts off with the fall in estrogen, lasting two to three days, followed by the sedating and lovely hormone of progesterone. Progesterone continues to climb alongside estrogen. However, progesterone, as I mentioned before, is dominant. The climb continues until day 21, where it should hover until day 28. It should not crash. It should not diminish. It should just hover. Progesterone is a powerful anti-anxiety agent, an antidepressant, a diuretic, and is essential if you are to access the fat reserves to burn for energy. This hormone maintains the thick uterine lining for any fertilized egg that occurred that week before. Have you ever tracked the shift from the estrogen week to the progesterone week? The feeling is very much like a roller coaster ride. And once you understand how your body copes with this, you will be less likely to become emotionally entangled by the change. Just remember, estrogen makes you the life of the party and progesterone is the cab that takes you home. What a great way to put it. I know. So what true, is, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's like, come on, go my home. And... I'd never realized that. And so, you know, but so during this full moon in Aquarius, 
you may want to lay low because this is a really amazing, powerful, strong mm. energy. And, you know, if you're not ready for it, it's okay. There'll be another moon coming along that you oh, can do it. Will. So, yeah. so if you're not ready, honey, just, um, you know, lay low and let other people do the heavy lifting for you. There's a lot of oppositions. Uh, sorry, yeah, a lot of oppositions in this event. I mean, they're happening. It's always happening up there, but that always is can be tension and, you mm. know, and we've already got enough tension mm. to deal with, all of us, you know. Yeah, we have. And sometimes you just have to rest. Just mm. rest. Why do we have to continue to push ourselves to do so many things? Like I said before about, you know, the, the constant eating, the constant running, the constant going to the gym and the constant chatter and the constant friends and the constant whatever and the, and the constant scrolling and Netflix. Sometimes it's really good just to sit somewhere, close your eyes and become no thing. Mm. Nothing. Nowhere. No nobody. Nothing. Yeah. And that's what meditation is. It's trying to just calm the mind so there are no thoughts. And if there does come a thought, you just flick it off. And so just sitting in stillness and in silence, no music, don't read, don't journal, don't stimulate yourself in any way. Just be comfortable and sit and just try and de-stress. Which leads me to week four because my greatest belief in life is that if you based on the research and, and the reading that I've had recently from endocrinologists and other people in the industry, if you can maintain optimal progesterone levels and keep the stress hormones like adrenaline and cortisol down, especially during this week, week three, PMS may not even come. Really? Except for the oh. last day. Yeah, because last day when your hormones drop, you do get your period. But normally that's at night. I wish anyway. I'd have known all of this when I, I had my menstrual cycle. I know. Uh, we've been talking about this on our podcast about stress hormones and sex hormones do not mix well. So to maintain optimal levels of progesterone during the last week of your cycle, let's deal with stress. So I am gifting you all uh, another beautiful meditation that is on the Moon and You app. And it's absolutely gorgeous. It's come come for sleep, I think, come to sleep. Mm. And so Kerry and I will now sign off, unless you want to say something extra, Kes. Because um, <laughs> I always want to say something. I can't think what it was. I was going to say. <laughs> That's a sign, listener. That's a sign. I'm just going to say no. Thank okay. you, Sue. No worries. Just enjoy the full moon. Let your creativity come out. And when I know what it was. When you were saying um, uh, to de-stress nature, Aquarius is about nature. It's about the animals and the planet and, you know. I agree totally. That's beautiful. And that's what we'll do. So take, uh, take this meditation with you as you go into this beautiful full moon week and we will see you on the next podcast. We will. Yes. Thank you. So happy Aquarius full moon everyone thank you Kerry <laughs> goodbye <laughs> listeners and thank you so much for listening bye bye the emotions and activities from our day can often keep us awake at night It's important to prepare the body for sleep 
and avoid all stimulants at least one hour before bed. Avoid consuming a large meal, alcohol, caffeine, chocolate and other sugar snacks. Avoid TV, computers, phones and iPads as the blue light they emit stimulates the brain rather than allowing it to relax and prepare for sleep. Ensure your bed is comfortable. Your bedroom is at the right temperature and not too warm. Most people find it easier to sleep in a darkened room. So draw the curtain. Make your bedroom your sanctuary. The most important thing you can do is breathe. Practice your yogic breathing techniques. These are always on hand and can be used to help you get to sleep. To deepen your sleep or help you get back to sleep should you wake up with a busy mind. Extend the exhale of your breath. This relaxes the body and triggers the parasympathetic nervous system, the body's automatic relaxation response. As you deepen your breath, begin to inhale to the count of three. And exhale to the count of six. Whenever you are distracted from your breath by your busy mind, simply acknowledge that this has happened and return your focus to your breath. Continue this cycle until you feel your mind and your body relax. You drift into a deep and refreshing sleep.